just got pixelexia, okay? This all on you? This all on your cow? Welcome, foolish mortals. It is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you tonight. The reference here is very obscure. Welcome to the Obscure World of Disney. You're listening to the Obscure Disney Podcast. It's our belief that no detail is too small, no character cameo too short, and no quirk too strange to be celebrated. And with new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, why not get an annual pass wherever you get your podcast from or find us at ObscureDisneyPodcast.com. And see all of our fun patches at DisneyPatch.com. Steve, we are a Disney fans, if you couldn't tell. It's the only reason we talk. Yeah, I don't talk to you otherwise. <laughs> no, that's not true. Don't talk to me about anything but Disney. <laughs> oh, that's not so true. Not. So, so untrue. Um, and as as the rest of the world has been, Disney's going through a uh, adjustment period, we'll call it, while trying to figure out how to function in our current society, right? Right. Um, according to state laws and... Um, according to just uh, social norms that we're trying to adjust to now. Uh, They are are trying to find a foothold where they can continue to to function. It was kind of interesting this week. They, I don't think California gave them permission to go ahead and reopen um, California Adventure. Yeah. But... They just basically said, we're we're going to open up the restaurants and shopping inside California Adventure because it's just right inside the gates of downtown Disney. Okay. And downtown Disney's already been open for that. Okay. So I think the speculation has been that they're going to just go ahead and start letting people into the parks also. Huh. Like the rides aren't going to be open or anything, but they were just going to basically, okay, we're reopening those. There's no reason we can't reopen those, which would be interesting because you wouldn't charge a mission for that, right? I mean, I guess you would. It, yeah i wouldn't i there's no way just go shopping well (laughs) i don't know a ten dollar admission to get in and walk around right ten dollars to come and give us more ten dollars listen if they could do world of color on a limited on a limited pass thing i would do it oh that's true that'd be fun just sell that out um but the whole point of our conversation today is that all of their shows have been indefinitely suspended um we we got the the notifications of lots of cast members being let go from Disney in general. Yeah, it was another seven hundred twenty of their um, the live performers, basically, right? We're yeah. all decide we're all let go. Um, that they're they're, they're going to be closing all those shows, and it, you know, and that's in addition to the twenty eight thousand people that are already let go yeah. from the company earlier on. Um, but these folks, when they, these folks when they were let go, I didn't even realize what all that entails. Um, mm. Right, like the the Finding Nemo show that we absolutely love, yeah, and the sweet people that play Nemo that have been like with the show forever that have such a skill set to be able to sing and dance and and Puppet. all while i'm being on wires you know yeah. those are the people that are being let go now yeah heartbreaking the people who do the festival of the lion king uh the, the um performers that are on main street you know like these are these are the kind of um i want to say like the garnish on your experience at disney uh, these are the people that walk around and interact with people on 
the main drag of California Adventure. Yeah. Uh, they're they're the uh, people that do Frozen at the Hyperion Theater. They're, I mean, it's it's literally all the other things besides just rides that uh, people go to do yeah. at the parks. And for me, this is really, it's far more than the garnish. The, the rides are the garnish. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so it's, I know, but well, Disney has made up such a unique park in itself that it's, it isn't just a rights park. It yeah. isn't just a life theater park. It isn't just a food park. It's all of the things combined that make up the experience that you're going to, uh, you know, experience. Sure. And really, if you think of a place like, um, if you think of like animal kingdom, there's really only the two big rides. No, there's like three or four that bring you there. Now. There's a few good rides. There's Pandora. There. There's the Safari ride, and there's Everest. So there, yeah, so that that makes up three or four big rides. Yeah, but that in itself is only a small fraction of what the park really is. It's the people the, make that park. Yeah, the people make the park. It's Ivy walking around, blending in with the backdrop that you just go. Who in the world comes up with this as a concept? Like, who's decided that, you know, I, I, my hat goes off to all of the folks at Disney that have, that make this all a reality for us. Yeah. Um, and then, so to have that much of the park missing now is just heartbreaking. Like, it's, I, I have the deepest sympathy for these performers who have such a specific set of skills now that they've cultivated for Disney parks. Yeah. Um, and these are people obviously who are skilled outside of that also, but it's that they've been doing this for so long and people, you know, people don't take, well, they shouldn't be taking pictures in the rides and stuff, but pe people mostly take pictures of the performers. Right. They take pictures of the characters. They take pictures of the stage shows because that's a, a real human interaction that you get to have in a park as opposed to you know animatronic yeah. kind of uh watching so it is it is really sad to see disney uh make the decision to let those people go yeah it's been discussed that at tokyo disneyland the lines to meet characters is much longer than the rights to, the lines to get on rights sure people like people are like i can go right but meeting the characters this is the only place I can do it, which I think is so fascinating. Yeah. It truly is fascinating to me. I just love it. Love, love, love it. We don't do it. Well, and here's the thing is I can, I can sympathize with people that are really upset about this. And I can sympathize with the, the performers themselves because they've lost their jobs at this point, which is terrible. Um, and I can do that while still saying, I don't like it. I don't like the characters. They scare me. I don't like being around the characters. Yeah. But I do appreciate that they're there and the atmosphere that they add to the parks. And there are a lot of people that delight in meeting those characters. Sure. Um, I do love the shows. I, I, I am a theater nerd. I love the big Broadway oh, type of, of shows that they put on. So those especially are sad for me to see those people. I mean... In California, I was starting to know performers in Frozen just by face. Right. I, I'd be like, oh, look, that guy, he used to be a background character, and they've moved him up, and now he's playing Sven. Good for him. <laughs> he's got promotion. He's got a promotion. He's Good for him. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's these aren't, these aren't just robots that you can shut yeah. off and not run for the day. These are people with lives and people that have been doing a great job uh entertaining all of us 
for a very long time. And it feels really sad to see Disney uh, strip some of the value out of the parks by removing those specific people. Well, and I have to say that two of my funnest experiences ever were the times that we have seen that we just in passing walked past Tiana Mm -hmm. and when Mary Poppins just said hello to me the one time. Yeah. (laughs) It's burned into my memory forever. Yeah. As a 20 year old, 28 year old man. (laughs) I'm sorry. What? Times two. Okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) These like, it's amazing to me that like that, you know, and I'm not even a huge Mary Poppins fan. I mean, Broadway, of course, but like, I can only imagine what this means for young children and for mothers that are around their young children about you're just, it just the, I just can't, I just can't even say, but I do know that as much as the experience itself is for us, like you were just saying the, um, the Hyperion shows are one of the biggest reasons I love going to the park. Sure. Um, yeah. And it was basically like getting a Broadway performance. Yeah, and for the to price me, that was the real value admission. of the show, yeah. of, of the ticket. So, yeah, um, it it saddens me that they, you know, and it, but from a reality point of view, like I don't know if you can be doing those shows very much anyway. Like Lion King show, the festival of the Lion King. Oh wow, I was claustrophobic and uncomfortable in the Lion King show before we were having a global pandemic personally i have never been so close to metal and it's all of the shows yeah it's the indiana jones show and the nemo show and all they pack you in there you know and rightfully so they've got to get the you know they got to to get as many people in there as possible but so can they be doing that in this world anyway i don't know i was kind of hoping that maybe like by next season but we'd be coming out you know apparently not and maybe they're going to be able to recast people in the future. Yeah. I mean, the unfortunate thing is, is, yeah, the unfortunate thing is the arts has been hit really hard by this type of situation uh, because they do rely on crowds. They rely on the general public to consume the media. And when you can't do it live safely, it really hurts those type of productions. Yeah. Um, and this is outside of Disney also. They're really having a hard time with figuring out how to keep theaters open. Um, yeah, there's been tons of them. Um, there was the Save the Stages all last weekend on YouTube that I just loved. Yeah. And, had, you know, supported. And so it's, like you said, logistically, I don't think that they could do the shows right now, at least not to the level that they've been doing them. Yeah. Uh, which is super sad. Um, but the the idea that all of these people are now just gone and we don't know if and when those specific shows might reopen is really sad. Right, right. Well, and we've even said the same thing about Broadway as well, that, you know, it's going to be shut down for so long and it's going to be so long before they get back. Most of the kids that were on Broadway went back and who, and then are the people going to be there to support it when it does come back? Like it's such an unknown at this point to see what the outcome is going to be. And the answer is that if the demand is going to be there in the future, there'll be a new group of kids that will come along that will be able to hopefully, you know, relearn the relearn and maybe build it up in the future. It'll be, it's something that it would is important to continue to watch and support um, over time. Well, and as somebody once pointed out, uh, what did you do during the lockdown? You consumed media, you watched movies, you listened to music. These are all artists that in a lot of cases now are suffering because they're not allowed to perform 
in their in their general yeah. spaces anymore and so we need to be really appreciative of artists and try to support them in whatever ways we can to make sure that they continue to be able to produce entertainment for us yeah um but in thinking about the parks now uh we were discussing potentially the value of your ticket being a little bit less so now oh my gosh uh because as much as the shows were great they're also a crowd sponge they soak a lot of people off of the lines for attractions and out of restaurants uh, and gives them something to do for 30 to 45 minutes. It was the reason the parade was created, right? Right. <laughs> um, and it, you know, now that that's not a, a draw anymore, all of your lines are going to increase tenfold, basically, uh. because all of those people that were going to meet characters, all of those people that were watching shows are now have no choice but to stand in line to get in ri- on rides now. Mm. So uh, you're you're going to see those times on wait times go way, way up, I'm afraid. Gosh, it's just unbelievable to even think about and consider. And I mean, my heart goes out to both Disney and to the performers for sure, for, because I know that this decision probably wasn't made lightly. No. You know, something that they probably have put a lot of work into. And you and I were both in the nightclub industry in the past, right? And we mm-hmm. we've said that, we are so happy we're no longer in an industry that relies on large crowds to make it successful. Sure. Because that in that's such a hard demand. <laughs> like, it's difficult you, to do. How do you get the and especially with a company like Disney, like how do you get the interest of hundreds of thousands of people to go see your movies and your parks and all the things that you need to do to support on a daily basis, yet have it I mean, just the whole thing seems cred and create crazy that they even have to try to figure out. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not in that field. Yeah. Um but it, it just i'm like we said i'm sure they made the decision uh you know that they took a lot of time to think about the best outcome and you know we haven't talked about it very much but there's a possibility that the company is trying to figure out a way its way forward you know the 90s were really hard on the disney company they were and they they ran the risk of being taken over by all, all kinds of things and so i'm sure that they're taking all that into account but Boy, when you look at the salaries that the upper staff is continuing to make right now still. It's a little sad. Knowing these folks were, I don't know, working for 10 to $15 an hour, just all of them were barely getting by of sorts, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And then knowing that they're making so much money again. Yeah. You know? Well, and this is the thing that a lot of uh, us longer Disney fans will remember. There was a time period uh, where... Uh, Disney chose to neglect their parks. Yeah. Uh, they they let things break. They weren't as fanatical about cleaning. I've heard these horror stories. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it really hurt Disney because people would go, well, I'm not going to that park anymore. They don't fix anything. Half the animatronics are set standing sideways and it's filthy. Uh-huh. I could just go to a fair and get the same thing. And then they decided, okay, we've got to up this. We've got to make these parks worthwhile. And that's what really started a surge back to the parks. Um, I, I really hope that we're not moving into another situation where the parks feel neglected where they become the lowest rung for the Disney company. Uh-huh. Um, because I, the Disney parks are part of a lot of our lives. Yeah, They're nostalgic places from our childhoods. They are places that we go to meet up with family and friends. They are places we've made thousands of memories. They're the places that we aspire to go when something good happens. True. 
And yeah, for them f- to be like, we're going to just basically turn them into a fairground would be just so sad, I think, for everybody. Well, like I we were talking like I was just saying right before that is that, you know, ninety this a, a good percentage of what I go to the parks for, and I'm sure that they know this is why it's it's the like the world of color. This is the reason I go to the parks. Right. It's for Fantasmic. It's for Yeah. Like those are the reasons that, you know, um and so boy i sure hope it's gonna it's going to be good on the other side of this i will say that during one of the press releases recently they put out in a statement that said um we believe that we are making the decision that walt would made or something along that we believe that in the vision of walt disney that blah 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 and i just thought that was a little bit uh not accurate we'll say i would disagree with that assessment personally like it's not it's not it that wouldn't be the decision that walt would have made necessarily like and i i almost I, and it just didn't sit well with me that they're using that verbiage for justification for mm. this for this for this situation you know yeah. like we I, understand it's a tough time it is it's a hard time for everybody as we've been told for the last seven months everyone reminds us how hard of a time yeah. it is. we know we're, yeah. we're all there with you. We're all struggling. Um, but I think you brought this up earlier. Walt mortgaged his house to put the Mark Twain in the rivers of America. Yeah. Mark, uh, he, he basically sunk every penny he had into making the park uh-huh. what it could be on opening day. And you, yeah, people you, thought it was ridiculous. They're like, you can't spend that much money on that. They called it Disney's folly and said, this is going to bankrupt Disney. It's true. A hundred percent. He put everything he had into that park because uh-huh. he believed that it was something that families and people needed. I mean, just, just that amount of dedication blows me away that he was willing to put up his home to pay for one boat in yeah. a theme park. You know what I mean? It makes me like, wonder how many boats is our house worth? <laughs> like if we mortgaged our house, could we build a Mark Twain? No, 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 we couldn't. It's so expensive. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it took walt disney's house to pay right that was so expensive point and that was after rory went and got as much money as possible and they had agreements with abc for the show and everything else and then he said i'm gonna do this one on my own right like (laughs) like unbelievable it's just unbelievable to me and that was the vision that started it and i mean that's the other thing about it too is that the disney company has that on their shoulders as well that you know other companies like universal don't have to deal with that i don't know who started universal i have no idea no <laughs> yeah like, there's not a mr universal right yeah and it's been bought and sold so many times through corporations and the fact that like comcast owns it now like i'm sure there's not a mr comcast either and so they don't have the same nostalgic uh, memories to uphold either sure. and yeah. so like i get that too but i s- did feel like it was a bit of a sellout knowing what that will you know what they were saying on that and you're like nah i'm not well not to so be sure fair disney is a business and we do have to respect the fact that it's a business but i do also have to say disney is a business of people the the cast members the people that work for them in general and then also all the people who consume disney products um who uh basically give them all that money that they get to have Mm -hmm. uh it's a business of people and so i think um you need to be as respectful as possible to the people that make you the money that they do yeah um you need you know a a happy employee is a productive employee 
and I I worry that this is a bad hit to Disney morale. Yeah. Uh, and it's definitely a bad hit to those of us Disney fans who um, understand the situation that these cast members are in now. Uh, anyone that's ever been let go from a job at an inopportune time knows exactly how much this is a problem. Yeah. <laughs> and our, our deepest sympathies go to the cast members who uh, were let go. Yeah. Um, and for those of you that are concerned about it, like there are tons of different um, options that you can, there are really funds for, you know, cast member employee, uh, cast members that uh, need the money. Yeah. A lot of them are on GoFundMe, unfortunately, like, like that's one of the places people are going to raise money. Yeah. Um, there's tons of them available. We're going to link to some below. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to continue to support the um, people through the patch business um, through the rest of the year. We're donating a portion of our money for that into for the rest of the year. Yeah. And it's just like coming out of the patches. So um it's a little bit we can do, not much, but hopefully we can help right. and support the f- people that know need it. Um, yeah, we we appreciate the amount of uh, boots on the ground that it takes to run a Disney park. Yeah, and we hope that things get back to some semblance of normal soon. So all of these people, hopefully, they're on a fast track back into the parks, so that uh, Disney can get back to the level it was before all of this happened. Yeah. And we appreciate all of the uh, shows, all of our times that we've gone to see the shows. Thank you guys. We've had the best time ever. Yeah. (laughs) Great time. Like, I hope you come back. Life isn't going to be the same without Nemo in the park. For sure. So, but it's like, I always say, (laughs) I don't even know what to say, but it's like, I always say, just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Thanks. Is that we're doing it? Sure. Follow my perfectly sculpted two-finger point to the exit. If you enjoyed today's podcast, rate, review us on your favorite podcast app. And if you didn't, help us do better by buying a patch at DisneyPatch.com. Always be proud of what makes you unique. And we'll see you next time on the Obscure Disney Podcast.